Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 27 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford. To William Guthrie, St. Andrews. Reverend Brother, I did not dream of such shortness of breath and fainting in the way toward our country. I thought that I had no more to do than die in my nest and bow down my sinful head and let him put on the crown and so end. I have suffered much, but this is the thickest darkness and the straightest step of the way I have yet trodden. I see more suffering yet behind, and I fear from the keepers of the vine. Let me obtain of you that you would press upon the Lord's people, that they would stand far off from these merchants of souls who have come in amongst you. If the way revealed in the word be that way, we then know that these soul-calpers and traffickers show not the way of salvation. Alas, alas, poor, I am utterly lost. My share of heaven is gone, and my hope is poor. I am perished, and I am cut off from the Lord, if hitherto out of the way. But I dare not judge, kind Christ, for if it may be but permitted, with reverence to his greatest and highness be it spoken, I will, before witnesses, produce his own hand that he said, This is the way, walk thou in it, and he cannot accept against his own seal. I profess that I am almost broken and a little sleepy and would fain put off this body. But this is my infirmity. Who would be under the shadow and covert of that good land once to be without the reach and blast of that terrible one? But I am a fool. There is none that can overbid or take my lodging over my head since Christ hath taken it for me. Dear brother, help me and get me the help of their prayers who are with you in whom is my delight. You are much suspected of intended compliance. I mean, not of you only, but of all the people of God with you. It is but a poor thing, the fulfilling of my joy. But let me obtest all the serious seekers of his face, his secret sealed ones, by the strongest consolations of the Spirit, by the gentleness of Jesus Christ, that plant of renown, by your last accounts and appearing before God, when the white throne shall be set up, be not deceived with their fair words, though my spirit be astonished at the cunning distinctions which are found out in the matters of the covenant, that help may be had against these men. Yet my heart trembleth to entertain the least thought of joining with those deceivers." Grace, grace be with you. Amen. To Lady Ralston, 
October 1651. Right worthy esteemed in your excellent Lord Jesus. With much desire I have longed to hear how you are since I heard of your being so near the harbor as seemed. And now, to my great satisfaction, I am informed of your recovery. As for yourself, I grant, to have entered in at the ports of the mansions of glory had been best by far. But yet, to stay a little longer here is much more comfortable to yours. Therefore, mistress, dearly respected in the Lord, you are even heartily welcome, though to share yet further with Zion in her manifold tribulations. Yea, I believe yourself thinks it is no disadvantage, but rather one great addition of honor to come back and bear his reproach yet more in a world of opposition to him. For, to speak so, it is an advantage that is not to be had in heaven itself. For although the inhabitants of that land agree in one to sing the song of the Lamb's praise and commendation, so it is here away and here only where we have occasion to endure shame and contradiction for his worthy sake. Considering, therefore, the honor of the cross with the glory of the life to come, the saints are hereby rendered completely happy and honorable. It is much selfishness, as I judge it, when I get seen best into the mystery of our Lord's cross, to make post-haste to be in the land of rest when a storm of persecution is rising for Christ. For the sluggard and peevish spirit loves rest upon any terms, though never so dishonorable. It is in effect, then, far more honorable to seek conformity to Christ in his cross than be too precipitate in desiring to be like him in glory and despise and fly away from his sufferings. We used to say that they are very evil-worthy of the sweet who will not endure the sour. I think Christ's pilgrim weeds, he being a man of sorrows and griefs, are more honorable than ever it became the like of us to wear, especially considering our poor base descent, whom he will have honored with conformity to himself. Woe is me that I, and many the like of me within the land, look so forwardly on Christ's cross as though it were not his love allowance to all his followers. It is plainly our gross ignorance that is the cause thereof. Faith, I grant, would suffer affliction for him with good will, rather than the least iniquity should be committed. But sense loves no bands, for faith Keeping this way puts oft times the carnal man in bondage and the occasions strife betwixt the flesh and the spirit. The spirit smells no freedom or deliverance but that which comes from above. The flesh would I have him deliverance without examination of the terms or where from it comes. As it is, the mark of Christ's sheep that they will hear his voice and will not acknowledge a stranger, 
so it is the mark of faith that it will only receive orders from heaven. When he declares his mind for bands, it submits to bands, not replying objections to the contrary. And again, when he says, show yourselves, ye prisoners of hope, it discovers time and way and obeys to come forth, but not till then. But the flesh maketh ever haste, and the first and nearest ease is aye its best choice. The Lord keep his dear people from wanting of any exercise that is measured out by him to them. Now when he hides his face, lest we be turned aside to false gods. And when he shows himself again, as he will assuredly do, we cannot change. It is far safer to dwell a little in faith's prison than in sense's fairest liberty. I see nothing so comfortable an evidence of God's staying into and healing of this broken and poor land than that faithful testimony of his precious servants and strengthened only by him against the late and sore defection. Yet, if the Lord had not left us a remnant, we had been as Sodom and like to Gomorrah. And exalted be our God, only wise in his love, that ever any testimony was given. For the hour of temptation was very dark to all once. But to some he showed much light and helped them with a little help. Others also, able and dear to him, he hath letten as yet remain under the cloud. But the mystery of his wisdom is so high in this that I profess it may render all flesh humble in the dust and to glory henceforth in nothing but in his upholding strength and free love. Always, when his due time comes, he will make his servants see that which they do not now see. But alas, in the meantime, there is no harder matter of our trouble to be looked to than the grievous differences of judgments and affections among the Lord's servants, which I know is much pondered by you, and I trust that all our worthy dear friends will labor to the utmost according to Christ's command to have the breach made up again, that Satan get not advantage therethrough. For I think nothing makes more for his ends than the defacing of union among the Lord's dear ones. I think it should be amongst our many requests to him, in whom all the building useth to be fitly framed together in love. Yea, the obtaining of this request were a great advantage to the poor Kirk. And if the Lord take pleasure in us, there is yet hope in Israel concerning this thing. But if not, it is like to prove a probable token amongst some others of Christ taking down his tabernacle in this land, which, if he do, we will have sad days. But the consideration of his pitiful compassion holds forth ground to believe otherwise, upon which ground it is like that he will give us a door of hope, though he do not give full deliverance yet, 
For our hope is not perished yet from the Lord, because men and carnal reason say so. For none of these are bands or rules to the Almighty. Yea, Zion's lowest ebb shall be the first step to her rise. I have no other reason to give, but the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Isaiah 9, 7. Tender my respects to your dear husband, who is indeed precious in the account of the honest here, for his faithfulness in the hour of temptation. That was episode 27 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford.